minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. It's been a minute, y'all. You know, I, I decided I'd throw a little teaser out there for you to debate you on that, and uh, I hope that, um, hope y'all read the verse, and uh hope your 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 uh, minds are ready to uh, to hear what I got to say. So, with, with no further ado, I will go ahead and get into it. So, today is about John 3.16 and John 3.17. And I'll read it. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son to the world, not just the world, but to save the world through him. I guess I'll read that was 17 and I'll read 18. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. So, first point. Jesus does not condemn. Jesus, in this verse, it says that Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it. So, this message is for everybody. But when I said it, it might challenge what you believe in the verse, this is to Christians. God didn't send us here. God didn't make us born-again believers ordain us, anoint us to go out and condemn the world. There's enough condemnation for that. For this verse even says our Savior was sent to love, to save the world, not to judge it. And when that is heard, people, you know, we got everybody that has their only God can judge me shirts and quotes and all of that. And there's truth to that statement. But that doesn't mean you do what you do. You know, and you treat people how any kind of way and then you throw out, only God can judge me. That's not what that is. And for us who don't say that, and those of us who are judging and condemning, God's word says for us to love our brothers, love our neighbors, love as we love ourselves. So if we are loving the world as we love ourselves, there in and of itself is no time for condemnation and judgment because we're too busy loving. I'm too busy loving you to judge you. I'm too busy loving you to condemn you. And that's the whole point. The point is that I need to love you, not judge you. The point is I need to love you, not condemn you. Con condemnation is basically breaking people down that's outside of the whole point and teachings of jesus nowhere in 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 jesus teaching does it says to condemn people to break them down to tear them down we're supposed to be building people we're supposed to be doing the exact opposite of condemning thus the love so in that verse you know, verse 6 7, 17 is the one that says 
for God sent his son into the world, not to judge, but to save through him. Everybody knows 316. People don't normally put 317 in there. Why? I mean, I don't know why. My, my, this is me. I'm not saying this is what God is saying, but my thought is people love or too busy condemning and judging everybody else that they don't want to, they don't want to throw that verse out there because it calls them out. If we Christians loved as this, as these verses say, we wouldn't have so many people that are church hurt. We wouldn't have so many people who, who are running away from Christ as opposed to running to Christ. We've got to we've got to look inward on that one. That's that's not a blame somebody else one. That's a look inward. What am I doing that is not reflecting Christ to people that isn't showing love? Am I judgmental? Am I condemning of people? Do I not love? Now that doesn't mean you can't be you can't give uh, advice or um. Gosh, I'm having a brain fart on the word I want to use, but. You know, giving, uh, critiquing, but critiquing in a loving manner. How is that? If somebody does wrong, talking to them about, well, hey, this is this and this, and this is why this isn't right, as opposed to saying you're just a filthy sinner going to hell. They don't need us to say that. They don't care to hear that. So I just want that, you know, I just want to go with that and say that we need to be focused on that because. God himself, God doesn't hate us because of our sin. That's that's a radical statement now. God doesn't hate us because of our sin. If we accept Jesus, he only sees Jesus' blood that he shed for us. God loves people but hate the sin, which is why he sent his son as a sacrifice. So you, so you, you, you hear that. God doesn't hate us because of our sin. God isn't mad at us because of our sin. God isn't angry with us because of our sin. God isn't anything with us because of our sin because God poured all the anger, wrath that he had for sin on Jesus when he went to the cross and died. And when Jesus was resurrected, all of that anger and wrath was gone. So there's no such thing as, well, this is happening to me because I did this and God is punishing me. No, God doesn't do that. God's already done all the punishment he's going to do. It's done. It's over with. There's no punishment for those who believe in Christ. If you are a follower, the wrath of God doesn't fall on you because you are protected by the blood of Jesus. That was the whole purpose. God knew what he was doing. He sent his son as a way to make it to where all of us would be fine. All of us would be good with him because this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> Jesus came to restore the relationship with God that was lost in the Garden of Eden. When, when Adam and Eve sinned and uh, the fall, there was a relationship that was that was uh, severed with God, which is why they were put out of the garden, because there was the the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then ate from the tree of life, we could have been eternally separated from God.
So God in his mercy and his grace put them away from all of that. Y'all got to get out of here. You can't be there because I need I got a plan for you. I knew this was going to happen. So I already I already got the plan for you. So I need y'all to go out and do you go, go, go out of here and, you know, wait for my plan to come into fruition. And that plan was Jesus. Jesus came. He lived the perfect life. He died as the sacrificial lamb. And that's that's tying reference to the Passover to, I mean, if you read the Old Testament and every, and it talks about sacrificial lambs, people sacrifice lambs to uh, the unblemished lambs for their sins. Jesus became that for us. And so God sees the sacrifice. God sees Jesus and not our faults and sins. So those who are focused on on that sin that 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 creates a bit of an issue. And because Jesus went to um the cross and went came back and then went ascended to heaven the Holy Spirit that was upon him, because when he was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, the Holy Spirit was just on him. Nobody else had the access to that. So Jesus said, I got to go. Because if I don't go, you can't get the gift of the comforter. So I go so that you can have this gift. And so Jesus ascends to heaven, and then he sends the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was sent to guide us from sinning, not from being a sinner. Now, I'm going to say that again, and it's going to mess with some people. God sent God, Jesus, the three head, the, three, the Godhead three in one. When Jesus went, he sent the Holy Spirit down on us to bless us. But it wasn't, it was not that he did it because it was, the, it, you know, to save us. It was to guide us, correction. He did it to send us, to, to guide us from sinning, not from being a sinner. So another thing that we got to break down, <clears throat> this concept of I'm a sinner saved by grace. We can't be sinners saved by grace. If we believe when, if we believe Jesus died for our sins and we are a new creation because of that, we can't be sinners saved by grace. You can't actively be a sinner if you're saved by grace. It's contradictory. So don't we got we've got to break the mold of saying I'm a sinner saved by grace. Are you saved by grace or are you a sinner? Well, if you believe in Christ, you are saved. So you are not a sinner. And the Holy Spirit didn't come to say, hey, you sin, you filthy sinners. The Holy Spirit came to say, you have a sin mentality that I'm trying to guide you from. Because when we were born again, our bodies and our souls weren't. We just had a renewed spirit. So the body and the mind, the mind, will, and emotions, that soul, those things know sin nature. So those things do sin nature. Our spirits are not sinful we have the Holy Spirit in us because we accepted Jesus. 
So we cannot be sinners because our spirit is not that of a sinner. We just have a body and a mind and our emotions that are used to sinning and thus they sin. So we are not a sinner saved by grace. We have the Holy Spirit who guides us away from our sin nature that we are used to. We sin because we choose to, not because we have to. We get used to a certain way. We get used to less use food because that's a hot topic. And we get used to eating all the crud that they have been feeding us for all these years. And it's hard to break that habit because we've been doing it for so long that we wonder why our bodies are breaking down and we feel like, like, like basically feel like crap because we're taking in all this crud that they feed us. We're not eating properly. We're eating for fun instead of for fuel. I say we because I struggle with that. But my illustration of that is to point out that we used, we are so used to that that that's what we do. Our bodies crave that, so we go back to it. Now, that analogy is basically to point out the fact that the sin nature that we have is related, is in the same way. Our bodies are used to the sin. Our minds are used to the sin, so we have a nature of sinning that is hard to break. But if you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you are not a sinner. So we need to stop calling ourselves that. The body of Christ, we are not sinners. We are saints. Big difference. That's not trying to put us on a pedestal, say we're better than anyone else. That's not what it is. It's the Bible calls us saints. We are not sinners. We are saints. So we've got to get rid of the ideal of sinner saved by grace because we are not that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I also want to say, while on the topic of sin, I want to say that one of the issues we have with sin is um, we, we, we focus on so much on the sin and not the Savior. Sin is a byproduct of unbelief. We sin because we don't have a right believing. Example, if you don't believe that God will provide all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which is Philippians 4.19, then we will do things like sell drugs. We will do things like rob. We will do things, you know, underhanded things to get our needs met because we don't believe that verse. If we are, if we're going to be unfaithful to our spouses, it's because we don't believe that the union of marriage is by God and that our needs will be met in, uh, in the marriage relationship. So we go outside of that. Again, unbelief. If you won't get married and you continue to be a fornicator, it's because you don't believe in the sanctity of marriage. So you're saying, I'm not going to get married. I'm fine the way I am. These are all examples of what I mean by sin is a byproduct of unbelief. It's not. Sin is... We, we have this... Um, we have this... Uh, 
uh, our Bible verse for our for the youth group for the spotlight is our what well, correction. Our motto is right believing equals right behavior. We focus so much on the behavior that we don't have the believing part. The believing part is if we believe in what God says, it will help us from it will deter us from sinning because we won't do the things that we do because we believe God's got it. I believe God will provide all my needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. So I'm not going to do underhanded things to get money. I believe in the sanctity of marriage, so I'm going to stay married. I'm not going to go out on my wife. I believe in the sanctity of marriage, so I, you know, I decided that I didn't want to be a fornicator. I wanted to join in marriage, as God said. It's because I believed right that I did right, not the other way around. We got to get past the idea that we need right behavior in order to have right doing. Sin is a byproduct of us not believing God's word. And if we can keep that revelation, that can change the, that can change the game and it can change our focus because we focus our lives on sin and not the Savior, as I said. And where you focus, that's where you go. So if your focus, if you're walking straight in a straight line and your focus veers off to the left, your body's going to eventually go to the left because that's where your focus is. So if your focus is on sin, that's where your focus is going to be. If your focus is on Christ, that's where your life is going to be. So we need to work on our focus. Do we want to focus on the sin or do we want to focus on the Savior? We put such an emphasis on sin and, we, and that's why we continue to sin. Now, Grace covers all of that. And that doesn't mean you can just do whatever. Grace covers, so I have this aspect of my life figured out. Now, I make a mistake here. Grace covers that. God helps us. We move on. We focus on the Savior, not the sin. Whoops, I, me I messed up. God, forgive me. I move on. We're not focusing on the sin. We're focusing on the Savior. That'll help us in life. That'll help us move on. And this revelation, if we can get this, that that um, when we get the revelation that, that we can sin, that we, correction, that I can't sin, but I don't want to sin. What I mean by that is when, when we get the revelation of, oh, my God, I can't sin, I can't sin, I can't sin. When we get the, uh, the revelation of I don't want to sin, that'll save us as opposed to I can't. So what that is is we, we live in a legalistic mindset where we're like, well, I can't sin, I can't sin. And we just keep going back to that legalistic mindset and we keep sinning. Whereas if we get the idea of not, I can't sin because the Bible says you can do all things. They're not lawful. They're not good for you. All things are lawful, but not good for you. I'm sorry. Meaning you can sin. Now there are natural consequences, but you can sin. And that does not affect your eternal destination. If you believe in Christ. But that's not good for you. So if we can get past the idea of I can't sin and say I don't want to sin, then we will not sin. I do not cheat on my wife because I do not want to cheat on my wife. It's that simple. I want to be an honorable man of God. I want to honor, honor the sanctity of marriage. So guess what? I don't go out to cheat on my wife. 
So if we can get the idea of, I don't want to sin, that can change the whole game on our lives. Um, the Holy Spirit hasn't come to convict us of bad behavior, but convince us of right believing. So as I've been saying, the Holy Spirit didn't come to point the finger at Y'all are bad, y'all are bad, y'all are bad. You're going to hell, you're bad. It's The Holy Spirit came to say, well, instead of doing this, why don't you try this? Why don't you focus here? That, that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. <clears throat> and I want to say this last point, and I'll to move on. Bad behavior isn't what sends people to hell. I'm going to say it again. Bad, people, bad behavior isn't what sends people to hell. It's bad belief that sends people to hell. People go to hell not because of their behavior. They go to hell because of their belief. You can choose not to believe in Christ. That is what that is what is the, sends you to the destination of hell. Not that you were a bad person, because <clears throat> when Jesus was on the cross, there were two people on the cross by him. One chose to believe in him, one did not. The one who chose to believe in him, he said, "You will be with me in paradise." That dude was a criminal, but he believed right. So he went with God. The other one was a criminal who didn't believe in Christ. So he went to hell. So this is just, when I said this will challenge what you believe, I, I, I really mean that. And I believe this is for the Christian who's always condemning and beating themselves up. This is freedom from that. So I want to leave y'all with that. Um, I hope it blesses you. I hope it blesses you. Um, y'all have a good day. I love y'all. God bless.